We've been sailing along normally, the swell rising and falling, the boat gently making its way through the peaks and troughs. Then it changed. The water went all glassy. The engine cut out. Everything died. Even my watch stopped working. It felt as if the sea had frozen, almost as if time itself had frozen. Then Archival yanked his long hair into a ponytail with some string and disappeared under the water. A few minutes later we got moving again, gliding silently across the glassy sea. That was it, he called up. Bermuda Triangle. That's what'll protect you from the outside world now. No one knows how to get through it except for a few chosen merfolk. He threw a rope onto the deck. Well, a few chosen merfolk and... No, I'd better not tell you about that. What? Tell me. Dad turned up then. I hope you're not filling my daughter's head with any more of your lurid tales, Archie, he warned him. She has enough nightmares as it is. Archie lowered his voice. Just be careful, he said. That glassy plane marks out the triangle, but it's only like that on the surface. It's a raging torrent below, a huge well leading down to the deepest depths of the ocean, and you don't want to go disappearing down a hole like that. I rubbed at the goose pimples crawling up my arms. We'd sailed on calmly after that, slipping through water that grew clearer and lighter every moment, melting from deep navy to a soft baby blue. Gradually the island came into view. It was quite small, perhaps only a few miles across. A tall cliff at one end, a couple of lower peaks at the other, and a low flat stretch in between. As we drew closer, I could see the coastline was made up of long white bays fringed with tall palm trees and clusters of rocks and arches. It looked like a postcard. I always thought those pictures must be made up somehow, and that when you got there you'd just find a clump of high-rise apartments next to a building site. But it was real, and it was my new home. Where's your dad? Mum joined me on the deck, straightening her skirt and bending down to check her reflection in a metal railing. I pointed ahead, helping Archie. Mum looked slowly round the bay. I think I've died and gone to heaven, she murmured as she grabbed the railing. Someone's going to have to pinch me. I'll do it. Dad's head poked out of the water, a glint in his eyes as he wiped floppy wet hair off his forehead. Mum smiled back at him. A second later, the side doors crashed open and Millie clambered out. Tell you something, she said, rubbing her large stomach. That slippery elm mixture works wonders on the seasickness. She covered her mouth as she hiccuped. Especially washed down with a spot of brandy. Now, where are we? She squinted into the sunlight. That's it, she said, pointing across at a wooden ship lying on a slant in the bay. It had three tall masts, polished pine railings and a name printed on the side. Fortuna. That's what? I asked. Your new home, Archie told me. I looked at Mum. What's wrong with King of the Sea? Well, that's what our boat's called. I've lived on it with Mum all my life. Millie pinched my cheek as she squeezed past me. Well, your dad can't live with you on a regular boat, can he now? Don't worry. I'll look after the place for you. Dad swam round to the side, staring across at Fortuna. 
Flipping fins. Bit different from where I spent the last twelve years, he said as he reached up to help Mum off the boat. Dad was in prison before we came here. He's not a criminal or anything. Well, he broke the law, but it was a stupid law. He married a human. Well, that's my mum. He's a merman. Makes it a bit difficult when she can't swim and he can't go on land, but they manage somehow. She used to be a brilliant swimmer till she was hypnotised into being afraid of water. Neptune did that, to keep them apart. She's still nervous about it now, but Dad said he's going to teach her again. Mum hitched up her skirt and stepped across onto the jetty. It led all the way out to the ship, bouncing and swaying on the water as we made our way along it. I climbed aboard our new home. It was huge, at least twenty metres long with shiny brown wooden decks and maroon sails wrapped into three neat bundles. It lay perfectly still at a small tilt lodged in the sand. It looked as if it had been waiting for us. I stepped into the cabin in the middle of the boat and found myself in a kitchen with steps leading forward and behind. I tried the back way first. It led to a small cabin with a bed, a beanbag and a polished wooden cupboard. Circles of wavy light bounced onto the bed from portholes on either side. Definitely my bedroom. I ran through to the other side. Mum was twirling round in a big open living room, a table on one side, a comfy-looking sofa tucked snugly into the other. What will we do with all this space? she gasped. Sunny golden rays beamed into the room from skylights all along the ceiling. Ahead, a door led to another bedroom. What about Dad? I asked. How's he going to live here? Before she had a chance to reply, a large trapdoor in the floor bounced open and he appeared below us. That was when I noticed that there were trapdoors everywhere, leading down from each room into another one below. The ship was lodged in the seabed, with a whole floor half submerged, so you could swim around in it underwater. You want to see the rest of your new home? Dad's eyes shone wide and happy. I inched down through the trapdoor to join him. Almost as soon as I did, my legs started to tingle. Then they went numb. Finally, they disappeared altogether. My tail had formed. It does that when I go in water. Sometimes I'm a mermaid, sometimes I'm a girl. That's what happens when a woman and a merman have a baby. I'd only found out recently, when I went swimming with school, Thinking about that first time made me tremble. In fact, the thought of Brightport High made me feel sick, even now. I dreaded going there. School itself didn't bother me, only some of the people. Or one in particular. Mandy Rushton. Just thinking about her was enough to make my skin prickle. All those times she'd humiliated me, calling me names in front of the class, tripping me up, stealing my friends, turning them against me. I used to have nightmares about her staring at me inside a huge tank, calling me a freak. I'd wake up cold and sweating and then have to face her all over again in real life. At least I'd got my own back in the end when I turned into a mermaid in the pool right in front of her eyes. It was worth all the bullying just to see the look of stunned silence slapped across her face that day. No, it wasn't. The only thing that made the bullying worth it was knowing I would never, ever have to see her again. Bullies like Mandy Rushton were a thing of the past. Bit bigger than King of the Sea, eh? Dad said as I lowered myself down towards him. He took hold of my hand and we swam round the lower deck together.
Look. He pulled me through an archway in the centre and through purple sea fans that hung like drapes from the ceiling. Fern-like and feathery, they swayed delicately with the movement of the water. Dad squeezed my hand. A couple of red and white fish swam in through an empty porthole, pausing to nibble gently at the side of the boat before gliding between the drapes. One of them swam up to slide along its tail. Glass-eyed snappers, I said as he flicked it away. Dad smiled. He taught me the names of all sorts of fish on the way here. I swam back to the trapdoor and hoisted myself up. Mum, it's amazing, I said as I watched my tail form back into my legs. Mum stared. She obviously hadn't got used to it yet. She'd only seen it happen a few times. Then Dad joined us and Mum turned to sit with her legs dangling over the trapdoor, gazing at him. He reached onto her lap to hold her hands. She didn't seem to notice the bottom of her skirt was soaking wet, just grinned stupidly down at him while he grinned stupidly up at her. I realised I was grinning stupidly at both of them. Well, most people don't have to wait till they're twelve before they get to see their parents together. I never knew it would make me feel so warm, so complete. I decided to leave them to it. They wouldn't notice if I went out to explore. They'd hardly noticed anything except each other since we set off to come here. Not that I minded. After all, I'd nearly got imprisoned myself getting them back together. I guess they wouldn't mind a little time on their own. I'm going out for a bit, I called, just for a look round. Okay, darling, Mum replied dreamily. Be careful, Dad added. I nearly laughed as I climbed out of the boat. I looked out at the turquoise water and marshmallow sand. Careful, what of?